On Fridays, we do music on this podcast. So let's take a look at how singer-songwriters write songs. To be honest, I know what we're doing now is like looking into it, but like, none of us thought that much into it. I didn't make the song to be mine to sing. He'd already said everything he wanted to say for that moment on his record. We went in there just to write a song. If we went into the session writing a song for Ed Sheeran, I don't think we'd ever have recorded Shape of You. It was the first day I'd ever been in with Steve. The first, literally the first thing he did was he walked over to a keyboard and played. The log drum that we use, it was the first sound that I found. And it just felt like a world sound. Ed started doing that thing on the guitar that he does. And then like it. I honestly believe it's because Ed is so impatient that he can't wait for me to get a drum sound up. So he goes out and he says, look, I'll just do it on the guitar. So he was doing that in the studio and Steve said, can we get that on? the loop straight away he goes give me a give me a clean track and he just starts layering over the top this is 15 minutes into meeting him you know and we're we're away we're off the easiest thing with this this key would be to go with it like on the rhythm ed goes completely against that he's almost the percussion and that keeps the pace up. I'm always a fan of keeping it more stripped because I'm 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 an acoustic artist first and foremost, and when I play live, I can't replicate all these things. I haven't got any other musicians, so you don't need anything else because that's the percussion. That's Ed. Ed is the instrument. Johnny's like my, my main guy that I, I work with. Me and him together on our own have probably written two, 300 songs. His attention span could be fairly low. One of the things I did to try and keep him in the room while I would be working on a track, I would have like a suitcase full of Lego, I'd pull into the hotel room and say, there you go, you build that. And it was great because he would sit and build the Lego and kind of get lost in, the, in that world for a second and come up with this, this moment that was everything. Because as we were writing it, I, I kind of knew I wanted it to be like a really sort of R&B type feel. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like, we put like an interpolation of no scrubs in it? So the, um, the bit that went, girl, you know I want your love, originally was, girl, you know I want your love. There were some moments that I found on, on the, the Shape of You tapes which, which were really interesting. So that's, that's a perfect example of how Ed, it starts off as a just a, sh a noise. And then you hear that moment where he discovers it should be come on, he's inviting this person in he has in his mind, this is how I want the song to sound, this is what I want to talk about. Originally, I think we were talking about it maybe being in my T-shirt smells like you. 
And he was like, no, no, it's got to be my bed sheets. It's bed sheets smell of you. And I remember thinking, oh, God, no, not bed sheets. On the original version, it doesn't actually say I'm in love with the shape of you. Uh, it only says that at the beginning bit. Last night you were in my room. Now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with your body. See, like a weird thing in there. That's pretty odd. I'm in love with your body. On, on its own, felt objectifying to me. Yeah, he's got he's got a like really warm heart. Do you like do you not like I'm um, I'm in love with your body? I do. It's just it's, it's I'm in love with your body. I mean, I say I'm 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 I just always like if we could just push, push it, it so it's yeah, one yeah, more no, thing. Where I come from, there's this phrase they say, "Look at the shape of you," and that means, you know, look at the way you've showed up. Just the body. You're not just the body. I'm in love with your body. Oh, you, you are more than your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in love with the shape yeah, of you. I'm in love with the way you move. But it's, it's more than just. But it's, but it's not just the shape of you. This song is just one loop the whole way through. It's a very monotonous thing. So when you've got that for the whole song, the only thing you can do are light, light and shade bits. So once you've heard the first 10 seconds, there's no more learning to be done when it comes to the hook. Then everything else is a surprise. It's so minimal that every time something new does come in, it's, um, you, you, you hear it. Stop and the man on the jukebox and then we start to dance and now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Lay it up some more vocals, some of these guitars. One of the things that we added was the Mellotron. It just added a little colour to it for me. Just a little bass drum, just to give it some weight. We've got a little 16 clap going. Then we added a little rim. And it's kind of the only thing that's sort of slightly off the beat, you know. So it feels like it's moving, it's moving on all the time. You're not getting bored. Every time you start getting bored of it, something new comes in or something drops out. It kind of builds and builds and builds and then drops and builds and builds and builds and then drops and then at the end it has a moment, which I quite like. You don't really notice it happening, but it's happening underneath, and you just get this feeling of tension, release, tension, release. I'm in love with the shape of you. So you take Ed Sheeran's approach, which is very much someone who does acoustic guitar in a live performance setting and just records it down and adds layers on top of it, and contrast it with Charlie Puth, who basically lives in a studio, and he constructs his songs with a very different process. I record pretty much everything on the road because it's weird, it's like I'm comfortable yet uncomfortable and that's like a perfect combination to, um, to make a song. I'm 
calling the album Voice Notes because I've used this. This is like my number one songwriting tool. I record instruments, I record shakers and pianos on here and I put them directly into the session. Attention was like the first song for the album and it started out as this like really sad depressing piano ballad as most of my songs start out as and then they become groovy fun pop songs. This was the original voice memo for it. <laughs> so depressing. And then it became a little bit more exciting. I wonder if this is the track here. That's the verse. And that just popped into my head and it's so much easier for me to do that than write E flat, E okay, treble clef, E flat, E flat. I don't even honestly know how to do it. I just have it in my head and then I record it and then it just goes into a Pro Tools session. And it started out as like this. Like something sneaky. And then I was like, it sounds really stupid. It sounds like a Disney movie. So I replaced it with this guitar here. Which is me playing the notes individually on the iPhone and then layering them with this. All the waveforms are cut up individually and I, I play them twice. The, the E flat dun, dun, uh, and, uh, and the B flat boom, boom, and then I pan them and then they become this nice little stereo image and it kind of sounds like I know how to play guitar. I added this Rhodes and this was originally the verse and I was like it's too vibey to be the, the verse. The verse should just be like that melody that I had on my phone. So I had the whole thing in my head, I just had to like, okay, dissect everything, that all the layers in my brain. This album, I'm completely sonically modeling after um, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, like 1988 to 1990s R&B. It was all really warm, yet bright, so I always put, you know, my fake tape machine. If you can hear that little vinyl crackle in the background, you can hear the difference without it, with it. Have like the classic sweeps to create the energy and everyone's like oh my god here comes my least favorite word in music but like here comes the drop oh my god here comes the drop eh. and then I don't give them the drop I give them the anti-drop so everyone's always asking about the bass who played the bass what happened with the bass um, I was obsessed with disco and how bad it sounded, but like the cool elements of it, like, you know, like that was really, really appealing to me. So I definitely wanted to throw that in there. So that sounds like the realest bass ever. So I printed that and added all the same thing with like uh, the lo-fi and added all like the, the weird hum to it. So my whole thing is like you need to always make you need to make each chorus sound a bit different. It doesn't really matter how much you put in, as long as it's just a little bit different. And what made it different in this chorus was the fact that there was just a cowbell. And I pitched it up. So you have the very groundbreaking lyric, 
what are you doing to me? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it originally was supposed to be like one, what are you doing to me? What are you doing now? Well, that's boring. Let's stack it a lot. What are you doing to me? What are you doing now? Another one. What are you doing to me? What are you doing now? And it doesn't sound like anything's changing, but it actually is becoming thicker. What are you doing to me? What are you and in here is a buried acoustic guitar, and I, I, I'm always so weird about putting acoustic guitars in my songs because if you put an acoustic guitar, it just it becomes like that record, like that very, you know, that record. But you can use them um, rhythmically, which is cool. So I just bury it in the background. Like sounds like if you were in like a hotel room in Miami in 1988 looking out at the ocean and there were white linen uh, curtains blowing in the wind. My first album, even though it wasn't 100% me, it was me trying to figure out who I was musically. And now I've kind of arrived at that point. That's what voice notes is. Attention, I was nervous, so nervous to put this out because it sounds nothing like what's on the radio right now and it sounds nothing like me. So I was worried that people were gonna get like really confused as to who I was. I guess, you know, drawing real inspiration, real life things from my life and putting them into a song, people gravitate towards that. Um, so it worked. Yeah. 